Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Pick and Roll NBA podcast. In today's episode, we are joined by Preston Hummer and James Packer as we talk about the NBA trade deadline and compare Stephen Curry and Damian Lillard. Hope you enjoy the episode. Eric Holmes is with me again today. Eric, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, Perry. We are also joined today by Preston Hummer, who's been on the podcast before. Preston, are you there? I'm here, man. Happy to be back. Great. We're glad to have you. And we are also joined today by James Packer, who has also been on the podcast. And James, we're glad to have you here today. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me, y'all. Can you hear me? We good? Yeah, we're all good. Okay, cool. Awesome. So today we just kind of wanted to have like a little group chat about the trade, the NBA trade deadline and everything that went down and just some of the key moves around the league. And I guess we'll just get right into it. So we'll start with the Miami Heat, as we all know that they were able to land Andre Iguodala. And uh, I guess we'll start with you, James, being a huge Warriors fan and having Iggy on your team in those uh, championship runs. Uh, how how big of a move do you feel this is for Miami, especially as a contender in the East? Um, it's a big move. Uh, like I said before the podcast, I'm sad because he's not coming back to the Warriors next year. Um, signed for two years in Miami, but he's good for them. He he fits their style. I just like, if Miami really wants to be able to compete with Milwaukee, I feel like they need to go in a different direction rather than trying to, like, out-length, out-defend them, you know? So, I mean, it'll, it'll, it'll be good for them for the regular season, but come playoff time, if they meet up with Milwaukee, it's, uh, I don't think it's going to be much. What, what do you mean by, like, different direction? Like, you feel like them just trying to be the same team as the Bucks, the yeah. Bucks is better. Yeah, just like two big, long, strong, like they, they're just, they both rely on their defense and their length. And I feel like, I don't know, I feel like Miami's still trying to go with that like headstrong kind of game into Milwaukee and that's not going to work for the Eastern Conference. But, you know, regular season, it'll work. And they're great in the regular season, as they've shown in the past five years. So I guess I'll ask this, I'll open this question up to anybody. Do you guys think the addition of Iguodala and getting rid of Winslow uh, helps Miami in the, in the East? Do you think that makes their chances better of maybe even coming out of the East? Or do you feel like it doesn't really do much for them? I think it helps them for sure. Um, I think they just put themselves above the Pacers and uh, – Honestly, I think, like, their defense is a lot better than uh, the Sixers now. And they can shoot. They can actually have an offense. So, And they have someone who can go get a bucket when it comes down to crunch time. Where the Sixers, I feel like they don't have that kind of guy. Yeah. Sixers are trash, bro. Yeah. I feel like in the East, it's kind of like there's Milwaukee – in the first tier, and then the second tier, you have Boston, Philadelphia, Indiana, and Miami, and even Toronto, too, for that matter. Toronto's uh, at the top of that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Toronto's leading that group. 
But I, I do think that this trade does put Miami at the top of that second tier of those five or six teams that I just listed. I, I feel like in a playoff series, especially when we saw Jimmy Butler could take over when he was with the Sixers last year. Uh, and, and like Eric said, with the shooting that they have with Hero and uh, Duncan Robinson and Kendrick Nunn can hit too. Uh, I think they have the edge over the Sixers in that regard. And I don't know. I just feel like now they're the second best team in the East. Wow. So that's a bold, bold one right Dang, there. Dang, dude. About that. Okay. <laughs> I, I think that, uh, it gives uh, Andre Iguodala another shot to maybe take a shot at finals MVP for giving up 30 a game to LeBron again. <laughs> Hey, don't don't say that with James around. He's gonna get butt hurt. <laughs> hey, man, he played a great series. He deserved that. <laughs> Give it to him. <laughs> That's all him, bro. With speaking of Philly and their lack of shooting, this these are kind of small additions, but they did step up their shooting in getting Alec Burks and Glenn Robinson from the Warriors. Uh, James, what did you think about that? Or do you think that's a good pickup by Philly? As sure, far? I don't think it matters. It doesn't matter. Really? I'm sorry, dude. There's something wrong with Philly. I don't know what it is. They're acting like they're acting like the Clippers with CP and Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan. They're not going to be good. I've been sitting here waiting on it. It's not going to happen. I don't think they get anywhere with their roster right now. And that's it, dude. I think they're bums. I just decided this last week that they're so bummed, do you so. keep so do you keep Ben Simmons and build around him or do you keep Embiid and build? No, I keep Embiid. Obviously, they can't play together. No, this is it's terrible. But so the fact that Tobias Harris is the only person stepping up to try to make shots, like it, it watching them play basketball is gross. <laughs> it's just it's not even fun. It's like, and they're not even getting Embiid the ball either. It's whack. I don't know what is happening down there, but. It's weird, dude. So who would you rather keep then moving forward? I'm keeping Embiid for sure. Get Ben Simmons out of there. I thought – we talked about this before, and I thought this was going to be the year that Ben Simmons would come out and start making jumpers and start shooting the ball and doing something on offense other than just, you know – I mean, he moves the ball well, but, yeah, dude, he, he – oh, it's so frustrating. I feel like he has it. He's just not shooting. That's my beef with, with Simmons. Simmons is I feel like every single year everyone's like he's only a jump shot away from being the greatest player on the planet like having a jump shot is not a significant part of the game like he doesn't have it <laughs> and it doesn't look like he's gonna have it and just because LeBron called him the prince his rookie year all of a sudden everybody thought he was all that and he's just led to being an extremely overrated player in my opinion that's literally like saying Kyle Korver is uh, dribbling and athleticism away from being the best player on the planet. It's exactly <laughs> what it's like. <laughs> was this Ben Simmons' rookie year or his second year? Wh what was that? Was that Ben Simmons' rookie year or his second year that was actually his rookie year? <laughs> Depends on who you ask, but it was his second year, yes. Man, I, still, I still think Donovan should have won rookie of the year. <laughs> Don't get me started on that tangent, bro. You won't get me off. <laughs> Speaking of that, do you think, speaking of rookie of the year, do you guys think Zion even has a chance or is it just jaw at this point? Zion, Zion has a chance. No. He's got a chance. 
Bro, he's only going to play 40 games, maybe. We're not even halfway through the season, dude. And he, what do you mean? Make we're, a significant... we're over halfway through the season. But we're 50 games through. Halfway through. Yeah, barely, barely halfway. Over halfway. Dude, it's uh, – he definitely should have a chance. And he definitely will have a chance if we put up there in the, in the rankings. Yeah, if he does what he does. So you think if they, if they make the eighth seed and, like, he's going, like, 25-7-7, seven and seven, He's gonna win it. He should be considered for sure. He's not. He shouldn't just be taken out of the running just because he's been hurt for half a season. Like, he's still the best rookie. I think he's the best rookie, but I think Jaw deserves it if he plays like this the rest of the season. Sure, dude. You know what? Jaw needs to shut his little mouth about players that are better than him, and then oh, maybe he can win some awards. Dude. Hey, Perry, can we touch on this for a second? Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, what is this? John Dylan Brooks thinking they can come out and talk about Andre Iguodala and Steph Curry like like they're anything. This is me- he goes he goes. I can't wait to wait till we can play Andre Iguodala and show him what Memphis is about. What's Memphis about? What is their record right now, bro? What are they playing, What are they talking about, bro? They're, they're trying to make it's a better. Country. It's I better than the Warriors' record. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, we just wait till next year when the when we're actually healthy. Who do you Who do they think they're talking to? That's so ridiculous. No, it, 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 honest, it honestly is a little ridiculous. Uh, I, I like it just because I love John Morant. Uh, but, I mean, obviously they have no place. They haven't shown anything yet, especially when you're talking to somebody who's been a finals MVP and was on the Warriors dynasty. Uh, he only gave up 30 a game to LeBron. <laughs> Dude, Preston, I know you're bitter about – let me let me just let me just settle right now. The Jazz, for the rest of time in history, will never be as good as the Warriors have been this last five years. So all these little snide comments are out the window because your team will never be good. They're always going to be average, maybe a little better than average. That's I it. I will That's say it. this: the Golden State Warriors will always be tarnished because of KD's move. And those, that's fine, dude. those championships won't mean as much as any other championship. In that, the that's just because that's just for people that are in their feelings about their team getting smacked for year in and year out for, I mean, forever. All right. All right. And as soon as, as soon as we move on from everybody's out there feeling, they're going to look back and say, wow, this is the most dominant team that ever played. That's that's Warriors entitlement talking. Yeah, that is. <laughs> they also weren't even good enough to beat to- Toronto, so. <laughs> Yeah, I know you don't actually think that, so it's fine. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, all right. So let's move on. Actually, let's talk about who the Warriors got and who they got rid of. So we throughout the whole season, everybody was always wondering if the Warriors were going to eventually deal D'Angelo uh, Russell this year or wait until next year to kind of see how he fit alongside with Clay and Steph. Uh, but we saw that... They obviously did trade him, and they traded him for Andrew Wiggins, who has gotten a lot of heat through his career for, you know, not living up to his potential and just seeming like he doesn't really try night in and night out. Uh, But I don't know. I honestly think – I think I'm with James on this one. We talked about a little earlier. I think it was a really good trade for the Timberwolves. Because if you think about before they got KD, they had Harrison Barnes, the Warriors did. And I feel like Andrew Wiggins is an upgrade of Harrison Barnes. And he'll Absolutely. fit the same exact role that Barnes had before KD came. 
yeah, he's a better defender too. And do you, so. do you think that the Warriors, him just being in that environment and with that championship DNA team, that they'll get more out of him than we've ever seen? And De- definitely, yeah. I mean, we we how many times have we seen it with how many players? Like my biggest example is JaVale McGee. I mean, the dude was a joke <laughs> three years ago. And definitely the Warriors, like, brought him back. Andrew Wiggins has always had potential. I don't think he'll ever live up to his pick. But, like, he's a solid defender. Like, he, I mean, I watched the game last night. He played great defense on a, on, a, on a handful of possessions. And he had five steals, shot, I think, 12 for 18. And, no, it's a solid pickup. And it's something that we needed was a lengthy wing defender. And, like, everyone's kind of clowning Steve Kerr right now because he went on in an interview after the game and said, it's nice to finally have someone who, like, matches up physically with LeBron. And obviously he's not as good as LeBron, so everyone's laughing at him. But he does match up better than anyone else on the Warriors roster physically. Like, he's 6'8", he's long, he's quick. And it's something that you can – someone you can put on him at least, like Andre. Yeah, Eric, I mean, being obviously the diehard Lakers fan you are, do you feel like – are you scared of Wiggins at all if you're the Lakers? Or, or what? No, I'm, I mean, I'm not scared of Wiggins, no. <laughs> I don't think anybody is. No, nobody's scared of Wiggins. But, I mean, I, I think he's going to a great situation, a stable environment that's going to actually help him in, like, his trajectory for his career. The man's only, like, what, 23 or 24? So, 24. Yeah, I mean, he's, like, getting $20 million overpaid. But it's going to be – Depending on how the pick works out with the 2021 protector, the 2022 unprotected, like it'll be, it, it was a good move by Bob Myers. He can be packaged in a deal to be a salary filler if he needs to be, along with picks. So, you know, just they're setting themselves up for like the next superstar that wants out, like AD or whoever else, or Jimmy Butler or something like Giannis. that. Giannis. Giannis isn't going, but that's okay. Uh, it, it's it's gonna it's gonna be. It's going to be a decision, dude. Don't rule it out. <laughs> if, the Bucks, if the Bucks don't go to the finals, it's going to be like a 50-50, I feel like. Giannis is going to sign with Memphis. He's signing the Supermax <laughs> and stuff. Dylan Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> to, to team up with Dylan Brooks, the revered two-guard. I – I, so are you sad to see D'Lo go at all? Like definitely you like they got rid of him too soon, or do you feel like this was the right move? I mean, I can I can sit here and say too soon. I wanted to see him and him and Steph and Clay play together, but like just watching the game so far this year, D'Lo is not um not really our systems kind of a player. And like he's done well because we have all these two-way players and rookies in our lineup right now. And he's been like heavy, heavy with the ball, right? Um, but like he doesn't move that well without the ball, and he's not as like up tempo as the Warriors want to play. So I get it. I'm still sad. It would have been fun to see him, but I think it's the right decision. And I'm honestly past doubting Bob Myers at this point in his career. Like he hardly ever makes bad moves. So and I'm I here know, for it. I know that Minnesota is super excited because yeah, Carl Anthony Towns is about ready to just be out of Minnesota and when he's 
a franchise player, you want to do whatever you can to keep him there. And I think him and Dilo are great friends and kind of always wanted to play together. So, well, what I mean, what's annoying is he thinks he's like some like he's God's gift to mankind, but he sucks at defense. Who, Cat? Like, Cat's a part of the problem in Minnesota. No doubt. Absolutely. Well, yeah, he definitely is. But at the same time, it's like this man's numbers are unreal. Like, if you put him on a good team, people would think he's way better than they think he is. Yeah, but, but like, their offense is really good when he's on the court, but they're horrible when their defense is horrible, like the worst in the league when he's on the court. So Yeah, he is bad at defense. I'll give you that, but. I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's just gloomy in uh, Minnesota. But I mean, it is nice that they picked up D'Lo. Like he seems like he's gonna be happier there. So, how could you be happier in Minnesota than in San Francisco? I don't know, man. <laughs> but <laughs> he seems excited. He's, like you said, he's always wanted to play with Cat. So yeah, I no. mean, I'm sure he would have preferred the Cat come to the Bay. But whatever, it's fine. Maybe yeah. they'll freeze their butts off up there and maybe get to 500. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so another big trade in the West is Clint Capella went to the Hawks. The Timberwolves were also in that trade, and the Rockets received Robert Covington back. And Preston, you said that right now the Jazz and the Rockets are playing. Uh, how do you think this small ball system will work for the Rockets. I mean, we, we saw them beat the Lakers with P.J. Tucker as their center, and I was so mad I had to turn the game off. I couldn't keep watching it. Uh, but do you think that was just kind of a fluke or what? Um, I like the move. I, I think uh, it kind of fits the Rockets' style and what they've been doing. Um, I don't think it'll win them a championship. I don't think they were going to win a championship anyways. Um, but I think it'll work. I mean, I think it'll, uh, it'll make them entertaining to watch. I think it'll be good for the NBA, make a good storyline, uh, and probably make a good series. But I just think at the end of the day, they're not going to, they're not going to be able to match up with either of the LAs. They're not going to be able to match up with Denver. Uh, I don't even think they'll be able to match up with, with Utah in the playoffs. So, um, I don't know. It'll be cool. It'll be fun to watch. Uh, but they're, they're not even going to make it to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, Gobert's really hard to stop in the paint. Hey, <laughs> hey he does lead the NBA in half. And uh, I, think, I think you can throw a team off for a game or two uh, with that kind of play, but but I think through a seven-game series, uh, there, there's no way you can you can hold off big. Yeah. Like, maybe they'll prove me wrong. I could be wrong. It could be a 30 for 30 here in a few years. Who knows? <laughs> I was going to make that exact point. Like, it's it's weird to come in for one game in the season and, and try to match up with them. But when you get to study them for two weeks at a time and you get to play them back-to-back-to-back-to-back games, you're going to start figuring out how to how to play them. Well, we're missing the fact that they got blown out by Phoenix the very next night by, like, 40. So, I mean, it's not going to work, man. This <laughs> I love P.J. Tucker. I think he's a beast. But you got the one defender in the entire starting lineup. Like, <laughs> yeah. What? What are they doing? It's like they're not even trying to win, dude. I don't. I don't know. That's funny. I, th- I, I think. I think it's perfect for Mike D'Antoni. I think Mike D'Antoni's totally into this kind of thing, and 
I don't know. It, it might be fun to watch. It might be frustrating to watch because I can't stand James Harden, but it'll be a good storyline. Yeah. Um, they should keep, like, they, it's good that they doubled down on what they were doing. I mean, let Russ, let Russ and PJ be your centers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Westbrook's been going off lately, though. He's been doing really well lately. Westbrook does that every year, but he's not going to win a championship in his career, so. No. Him or Harden won't win a championship. All right, so the last the last big name that was moved – well, there's two more. I guess – I'm not even going to say this guy's a big name because he doesn't deserve that title, but Marcus wow. Moore. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus Morris. Salty, is now on the Clippers. And do you guys think, think this makes the Clippers any better than they are? Like, does this make them scarier, or is it just – Okay, they have Marcus Morris. Like, cool. Um, I don't think it makes him scarier. He he's a ball stopper. He he's not looking to pass. Nobody's really looking to pass on that team. <laughs> he thinks he should be able. He should be taking the last shot when they have Lou Williams, Kyle. Or, I mean, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George on the team. So that's probably going to be not very good for one of their games in the playoffs. <laughs> he's going to be hucking up the last shot to go to the next series and break it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i just remember him watching him i just remember watching him on he was watching himself on boston all the time. <laughs> and every time he'd get the ball i'd be like scared because i just knew it was going up no matter what if there's one thing that i think is a positive to take away from this pickup from the clippers is his that he has like the dog mentality which kind of fits that team when you have Pat Bev and Montrose Harrell, I think attitude-wise, like, he won't be afraid. To, he's, he's never the type of guy that will be afraid to back down to anybody. And I think that's the only positive you can really get from having Marcus Morris. This is a – Dude, what's, what's wrong with the Clippers right now? Can we talk about that for, like, a minute? I, I mean – They had, like, two games total together. Yeah, that's what I was saying. The biggest problem is that just... their two superstars have barely played any games together. No, I get it, but they were better last year than they are right now without the two superstars. Like, they're really missing SGA, dude. Like, I, I feel like he was a big lift to them, and now that he's gone, it's it's just weird watching them play. They don't even know what they're doing almost. Yeah. Like, think, they don't know their own identity. I think SGA is one of the – he's, like, one of my top candidates for most improved player of the year. Absolutely. Yeah, I it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see how they do in the playoffs. I think they will take it up to another level, especially Paul George and Kawhi will um, take things up to another level. But I totally agree with with you, James, and kind of with everybody at this point that things are looking really shaky for the Clippers. Trez said it himself that like they hate that all this time on time off, like uh, the load management for Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, like it messes with their chemistry and the way they play. He said that? I didn't know. Trez that. said that, yeah. And he wrote it, or someone wrote about it in that, uh, the athletic article. I mean, yeah, it has to be told when your two superstars are just keep sitting out. It's like those are the guys you count on every night, and they're the ones supposed to be leading the team and getting everything together. And when they're just sitting out just because they don't want to play back-to-backs, it's like that will take a toll on the team for sure. Uh, but yeah. Honestly, I mean – coming down the stretch at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. That's the biggest problem. You have Kawhi and Paul George. 
I mean, they're going to be able to give anyone a run. Oh, for sure. No, that defense is going to be nuts in the playoffs. I'm excited for it. Yeah, that's going to be really fun. So last thing we want to touch on today, Preston, we all saw the game uh, the other night with Lillard going off on the Jazz and then going off on the refs after the game, after the blatant goal 10 by Gobert. We've been talking about that, me and you have, but you said something about Dame Willard that I thought was a super hot take with the way he's been playing lately. Uh, what, what's your, what was your claim about Dame Willard? I don't want to talk about that game. I hate, I wish they would have called the goal 10 so the Jazz could have beat him. I, I hate when wins are taken over by controversy like that. So I'm not even going to, I, I lost a little bit of respect the way Dame handled it, but honestly, I don't blame him. So I'm just going to move on from that. But I will say this, Damian Lillard, if you've watched him the last couple weeks, he's a better shooter than Stephen Curry. That dude is unbelievable. It's, it's honestly amazing to watch. And I think, if he, I think if he keeps this up, the dude is better than Stephen Curry. And that's all I have to say. Dude, you can, you, you this can entire audience is Facebook. Oh, from gosh, 30 feet out, three-point shots. Damian Lillard has already doubled the amount that Steph made in his historic season. All I'm saying is Damian Lillard is taking shots and making shots that are going to change the game even more. It's, it's honestly unbelievable what he's doing. You know that from 30 feet out, Steph shoots better than 44%. What's Dave shooting from 30 feet right now? From 35 to 40 feet, he's shooting 67%. Oh, man, well. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is, that, is that two out of three shots? He shoots no. more than anybody else in the league, bro. And he's made 34 of them this season, bro. Yeah, that's impressive. I'm not going to lie, but he's not. <laughs> I love Dame. I think he's the best point guard playing right now. If Steph was playing, he's better. But he's the best active point guard right now. He's not a better shooter than Steph. No way. Can we talk about how he's not an all-star for a second? <laughs> yeah. That's, I don't know what's happening, Hey, Dame is a better scorer than Steph. I don't know about that either, man. I feel like we've forgotten. He's a better defender, too. We, we, this last three years, we've, or two years, we've gotten away from Steph playing pick and roll, which is kind of his bread and butter. We haven't seen that in a long time. People are forgetting just how ridiculous that was. I mean, it was the first time we were talking about like a, a 2K level player, like it was a video game. You guys remember that. And I know we're just kind of getting away from that right now, but Steph is definitely a better scorer. I love Dame, but Steph, is, he's just better. I'll give you this. I, I'm basing my take off of a very short stretch of time. So I, I, I think it's a little bold to say that right now. But if Dame keeps this up, I'm telling you, he's coming for Steph. That The dude's the shots that he takes and the shots that he makes when he made that step back over Paul George to beat the buzzer last year. I think that was the start of something amazing. Yeah. It's been crazy to see what Dame's been doing lately and James can't really defend it right now because Curry's been out all season. So I totally get that. Uh, but we're going to wrap it up right now. Uh, just don't want to get, we could argue about this forever, but Hey, Preston and James, thank you guys so much for joining us again today. It was great having you. Appreciate it, bro. Yeah. Thanks for having us. We'll see you all next week. Thanks for joining.